And we're rolling. What's up, dude? You going to smoke a whole joint? We'll smoke a couple of joints, man. You're going to smoke two joints in the morning? Smoke two joints in the morning. You're going to smoke two joints in the afternoon? Smoke two joints. You're in Long Beach, man. You're in the home. You're in the home. Dims the rules. Mm hmm. Man, I. Sublime is a good band, though. Are they? If you. Well, okay. Bradley Knoll is a good, (laughs) good guitar player. I mean, as far as just a guy who just jams and just went along with like uh-huh. whatever his influence, like I don't play a reggae song. I'm gonna throw some hip hop in it. I'm gonna play a hardcore song. Mm-hmm. And then the problem is, is that like you have to like Sublime along with the other people that like Sublime. Yeah, and that's where you're like, oh, I now I now I'm associated. With those, but I mean, I don't know sports, but I assume it's like being like 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 being a casual Oakland Raiders fan, and then you know you yeah. have to share that fandom with a guy who insists on wearing face paint to his day job on game day. <laughs> like, oh man, why Gotta do I support the team? Why do I have to ride the bus with you to the game? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I, I don't. I've never dislike sublime they just uh i don't know just but, never never really connected with me but uh i, I get how people are into but them. listen man if you're, you're in the lbc you're gonna smoke a joint right now after this listen i accepted your challenge i did not get to find a, a, a fried oyster po' boy but i got a po' boy i want to give you the yeah. homework of maybe tonight when you're good and stoned and i i know you said you're solo right now so uh-huh. no, nobody, you don't have to worry about anybody catch you dancing or jamming out the way you want to jam out. <laughs> I want you to put on 40 ounce to freedom and just okay. let yourself have it with the cats and dog. Uh-huh. Let yourself just like, let yourself go. Do you, this is a question, Dave. How often do you let yourself go? Not physically. We all know that answer is uh, years ago. But <laughs> I, I hate, I make those jokes because I know you're going to laugh, but then I feel bad because I know you're doing good with a treadmill, Dave. Oh, I'm doing good with a treadmill, but that's, that's still, uh, so far we got a suitcase off the Queen Mary at this point. Yeah, but li- I mean, listen, they're, they're, they're cheap. Oh, jo- they're fatty cheap, lost 10 pounds. They're cheap jokes, and I'm acting like a poor man. <laughs> no man you uh you have carp <laughs> pardon me Jesus <laughs> I'm okay you sound like the beginning of half of that album anyway I think three quarters of the songs on that album start with somebody doing yeah, the weed clock oh I thought I hung up on you okay no man I told you 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 got carte blanche you make your jokes buddy well, I, I uh when it comes in, like, when it's finesse with the wordplay like that, it's okay. I'm not just going to show mm-hmm. up like, what's up, you fucking tub of shit? Like, that's not, I'm not going to yeah. do that. <laughs> There's no creativity to that. Yeah. 
No, man. We're pals. I know it comes from a good place. Plus, you're right. I'm a fat fucking piece of shit. Everybody, all right, we can't shame anybody anymore. But I need a little shaming, okay? Like, come on, man. Do better. And, And I understand that. And I think I think your body size suits your personality. I think <laughs> I think physically I think physically you're wearing the right outfit for the for the job. <laughs> but oh, anyway, I, 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 I like as far as let like you know when you're like you know what this music normally mm-hmm. not for me, but I'm gonna listen to it and I'm gonna have a great time. Or do something I'll out do of that. character. I'll do that tonight. Mm-hmm. No, uh, and I'm all about that. I, uh, I'm all about um, trying new things, exploring new things. Like, look at me in the horror movies right now. Dude, I've gone nuts. I've gone off the deep end. I've watched no shit. I've watched, I bet I've watched 25 horror movies this month. But that's um, not. And I, but I like getting into something new. I like, I like nerding out on something I know nothing about. I don't know anything about horror movies. Or I didn't uh, up until recently. Now I've yeah. now I've educated myself pretty well, Kyle. I'm uh, I'm, I'm quite the connoisseur, not that, really, but uh, but if you're watching yeah. a bunch, that's what makes a connoisseur. I just meant like out of character. You like you ever meet somebody that's uh-huh. so so concerned with their with the with the character they've created for themselves? Yeah. That now, uh-huh. even though you know they probably would, and I was I was this way for a long time. But that, like, there, you know, there's stuff they would enjoy, but they can't let themselves enjoy it because it's out of it's out it's it's out of canon for them, you know. Yeah, and that's fucking lame. That is stupid to uh, deprive yourself of something that you know you'd probably enjoy just because it's it's not on brand. I I was Ugh. that way for a long, long time. I'm trying to be better about it. Ugh. Hence, not, that's just like <laughs> not to plug, not to not to use this chance to plug, but that's the pot. We're doing a podcast called No Accounting for Taste. Me and Shane Torres. It's going to be all about that. Like, mm-hmm. what do you what? Listen, what do you like, regardless of whether you're supposed to or not? So I yeah, th- it's a subject that I'm fascinated by, and that's why I'm asking you if like maybe you everybody's heard Sublime. Maybe you just don't like it. That's okay too. But like mm-hmm. forty ounce the freedom. It's got the slow reggae jams. It's got a couple uh-huh. a couple covers, but it's got it's got like a bad religion cover. Then it's got some hardcore mm-hmm. songs in there. And I guess I think that album they recorded I if I, I might correct me if I'm wrong, they like broke into like Long Beach Community College or something. Uh-huh. They would like go in there at night to the studio. So like I think that whole album was pretty much recorded on the fly at the community college down there. So it's a local oh, it's cool. a local I could appreciate that. It's a local album. Yeah, no, if I'm being completely honest, I, I formed my opinion on Sublime 20 years ago when I was, uh, self-admittedly, I was a bit of an elitist. I was a bit of a music stop. Everybody was and, uh, a that, Yeah, you know, people, in my 20s, I was, I, yeah, I was unbearable, unbearable, unbearable. Uh, me and this, the, my ex-girlfriend at the time, we both, I look back on it now, like, God, we were such a couple of fucking snobs. And uh, now, you know, I think that's part of getting older. It's like, who the fuck cares? Like what you like. Well, I think when you're you know, like, I try to I, I try to let go of some of that, you know, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think like, yeah, 20 years ago, we're talking like we're in our early 20s. You're still like trying real hard to let the world know who you are. Yeah. So that's why, like, I think so many unnecessary hard stances are taken. Because mm-hmm. you got to be like, well, who am I? I'm this, and I like this, and I don't like this. 
Because if you're just somebody who dresses like anybody else and, well, I don't know, that's okay. It's like, well, but what's my personality? You're trying to figure out who you are. Now you're old. You're like, okay, I know who I am. And you can look back. Like we're now like, oh, I did myself myself such a disservice. Yeah. Of like not liking. Like you just get older. You realize you don't hate nearly as much stuff that you thought you hated. You're just yeah. indifferent to it now. You know? Like there's like like yeah. there's music and all there's there's like top forty stuff where it's on. It's either like in the background, or it's just like oh you know what you made like it's it's just it's fast food and sometimes I love fast mm-hmm. food so why can't I like a song anyway boy we're yeah getting, we're getting into it already no I agree but uh, my theory on that is um how can I I don't know how to articulate this I don't mind. I don't know. I don't mind somebody listening to Kid Rock right now, even though that's kind of a bad example. Because, yeah. well, maybe it's a good example because he is complete garbage. My point is, enjoy your Kid Rock, but it just try to make an effort on uh, familiarizing yourself with the good shit. Now, once you've gone out and you've exposed yourself to the good stuff and you've educated yourself a little bit, you, you know, if you're listening to Kid Rock, you obviously like rock and roll, I guess, right? You like guitars and rock whatever. And roll, you like maybe uh, like hip hop hip-hop uh my point is there's there's a lot better versions not to fall back into my music snob days but there are a lot better versions of what you're listening to my point is as long as you've exposed yourself or educated yourself on the good stuff then go back and enjoy your trash it's the people who never got past never looked (coughs) any further or dug any deeper than what was spoon-fed to them on the radio or whatever. That's, it's that, that's yeah. what I, I used to have a big problem with. And still, to a small degree, I still have a problem with it. Like, come on, man. You know there's a better version of what you're listening to or, or watching you're gonna, or you're, eating or whatever. You're going to keep the party in the shallow end for your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. I understand. That's a, yeah, that's uh, a good point. <clears throat> but, yeah, as far as, like, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. When I, in my 20s, you know, what I'm referring to in that, that period when, me and my ex-girlfriend were such snobs about stuff. And and the whole circle we ran in were the same way. And there was this, uh, it's funny because I didn't even realize it at the time, but there was just this attitude of like, what we like is our personality. Like our personality is based on what movies we like, what books we read, what band, like, and all that's fine, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't make up your personality. Yeah, And you know what changed that for me? It changed when I started doing comedy. Because when I started doing comedy, I tapped into my own creative side. And, and I, f- I felt like, okay, this is more of my... I'm expressing my personality more now through my comedy or my creativity rather than just what I'm into. So like those hipsters, like I used to be... I don't know if I was a hipster, but I had that hipster mentality of like, ooh, I look down on people who aren't into cool shit. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But what do you do? What do you contribute? Oh, okay. So you, you your contribution to society is that you like stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're, that's, you're a taker, that's fairly you're not superficial. a giver. Yeah. And once I started giving, then I realized like, oh, what a clown I used to be when like... I don't know. The fact that it, like, it was important to, like you said, you're trying to prove to the world what kind of person you are or, or who well, you are. And then you made yourself and, uh, vulnerable by doing comedy, and somebody could be like, you know what? What you do, I think it sucks. And you're like, oh, that kind of stings. Maybe I shouldn't be so quick out of the holster 
with that, with the condemn other stuff. Because now that I'm trying yeah. to make instead of just take, it hurts when just Absolutely. some asshole walks by and just says, you suck. And like, but hold, you don't understand the effort. You don't understand like, uh, that. And the, uh, like what to your point of like you hung out with people that were the same way. So you like a lot of what's going now, like politically, it's all very insulated, very echo chambery. It's like, yeah, I just hung out with punk rock people. And then we all went to the same shows. And if somebody came in liking something else, like you just couldn't allow yourself to do it. You couldn't just fathom that yeah. there can be another, you can be more, you can allow yourself to be more complex. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't, some people yeah. are one speed and they like that one speed. And if, and if that's mm-hmm. your honesty, if that's your truth, then right on. Mm-hmm. Shit, man, we got heavy for the Q and a episode. We got oh, into it. Hell yeah, man. Well, we were talking yeah, for a good 45 doing? minutes before this started anyway. <laughs> uh, just like a, just a gossip. Gossip line over here, man. Oh, we just oh yeah, some late night chit chat. We should do boogie boogie monster late nights. <laughs> boogie, <laughs> what was it? That's Love funny. line. We should do uh the boog line. Mm-hmm. We should do the boog line. Yeah, the boog line <laughs> sounds like doing coke. <laughs> you guys want to hit the boog line? <laughs> oh man! Well, this is the Q and A episode for uh-huh. October, which you're getting at the hot and fresh time of. October 30th. <laughs> I'm sorry. These are the people that have given us money and we can't even deliver one episode on time. What do you mean on time? It, it's 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 coming out before the end of the month. Is, all right. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, it'll be it'll be out in October. You're going to accidentally That's how we you're going to accidentally just upload 40 ounce to freedom to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it's going to be. Oh. Honestly, if somebody edited 40, because it's also done, like there's like a lot of weird talking and almost like hip hop style skits in it. Uh huh. I would love to like re-edit an album that does that, but with my own sketches between the albums. Oh, that'd be fun. Like remix, do an extended remix of 40 Ounce to Freedom, but with our own quotes in it. (laughs) I like that. Uh, I'm looking that album up right now. Were any of their radio hits on that album? Uh, 40 ounce? I think Date Rape was the only one that kind of made it to some radio markets. Smoke Two Joints. Okay. Did, did Smoke Two yeah, Joints make it to radio? I don't radio? recognize any of these. Did, was that a radio I song? I don't think so. No, I'm just scrolling through and I just saw that song. I don't think that. So Date Rape was made it to the radio? That was the only one that I kind of heard. Um, I think I heard them on a compilation. I think that's how I found them. Remember, oh shit, man! I miss compilations. Uh, what a great exposure yeah. to new bands. Yeah. Um, have you heard? Uh, have you heard that Kurt Braunohler joke about Sublime? No. About uh, that song where it's at, and he's I'm, I can't do it justice, but he basically is just saying he's making fun of it, and he goes in the middle of the song, he says something like, "I can play the guitar like a motherfucking riot," <laughs> yeah, and then he. Then he proceeds to ping pong his way through the world's <laughs> worst guitar solo, and that's oh, and man. that's where I'll say if you if you listen to the like other songs, he truly does know how to play. I think he was having mm-hmm. I think he was having us on. Mm-hmm. I think he was having a little joke for himself, old Bradley. Nolan. Okay, because they they have jokes in there. Also, 
man, did I listen to the first Green Day full-length album on the way to Ikea, like a true midlife crisis dad. Really? I was just like, I don't know why. I'm like, you know what? I, I haven't listened to it. I've like kind of just haven't listened to Green Day in forever because like, oh, Green Day is a big band. Again, not letting yourself enjoy something because of your preconceived mm-hmm. notion. Yeah. But dude, Billy Joe, this is the thing. Like I, punk rock's great, but I still grew up with hair metal and ripping guitar solos. Uh-huh. Billy Joel, Bill, not Billy Joel, Billy Joe. I forget uh-huh. which song in like the last quarter of that album. Drops a straight up C.C. DeVille, guitars from Poison, straight up C.C. DeVille fucking shredder. Really? A shredder of a guitar solo. And that, I remember being like, ooh, this was like a big no-no. Because guitar solos look like the, the grossest thing about hair metal. Mm-hmm. Like this masturbatory quality of like, look at how good I am at a thing. And yeah. he... Let loose on something that C.C. DeVille would have been proud of. How about and, that? Uh, oh, I guess I can look at the song now. But it, and I love I loved it because like, oh, this is a great hot punk song, which is my wheelhouse till the end. But then a ripping guitar solo. And, huh. Uh, is that, that uh, their, when you say their first album, was their first mainstream album their first album or their first major yeah, label? Yeah, I'm talking about the, well, I think, Dookie? No, no, no. This was uh, 1039. Okay. What was the, what was the, yeah. 1039, what's the name of this whole album? 1039 Smoothed Out Slappy Hours, which would be, a, uh, as the Wikipedia says that I knew, it, it's their seven inches. It's, uh, okay. it's a lot of their seven inches. And I think it was, um, it may have been the judge's daughter was a song. A song that is 30 years old. Holy shit. Damn. Wow. That's crazy. I was <laughs> you and I have been out of high school a quarter century. We're fucking old, man. A quarter century since I was in high school. Buddy. My high school girlfriend is now a grandmother. Well, nuts. I mean that that happened to some people way sooner than the yeah. car would. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Glad that that did not uh, go down for me. Mm. Mm-mm. Still locked in, like oof. Ooh, thank, thank, Javis. Well, should we, should we answer some of these questions and these Halloween questions? <gasps> sure. <coughs> you yawn and cough yeah, harder into the mic there. Or? <coughs> do you want to be? Uh, do you want to be less enthused about this? <coughs> it's my character. What if you farted every time you coughed? <coughs> uh, I. <laughs> Who was it? <coughs> What what you did you fall? What happened? Like you just can't help it. It comes out of both ends. You laughed at yourself, and then I thought you fell down some stairs. Nah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, let's see. Where do we, where do we start? Let's get where, into where does it. Question start. Let's, this is Patreon. I like to start. I like to start with the first person to get that first question. That's in a there. good. That's a like, good uh, policy, Dave. And I'd like to reward that person, Brendan Towand. Okay. A uh, regular contributor to these Q and A's. Uh, 
Can you drown a vampire? I have no fucking idea. I'm still trying to figure out all the rules with these uh, with these monsters. And... What is it? Uh, so what? What is water? How is water relevant to a vampire? I forgot. I know sunlight. They don't like sunlight, right? They sleep at night. Or, I mean, they sleep during the day. They come out at night. They don't like sunlight. Uh, I just finished the Dracula book. Dra- oh, you titled Dracula. <laughs> How long did that take you? Have well, I'll you tell you what. I made it to chapter 17, months. and I had about one-third of the book left. And then uh-huh. I just read the Cliff's Notes for the final episode. So I'm like, I'm not reading any more of this shit. And I read the Cliff's Notes, and boy, did that... <laughs> Do everything I wanted it to do. I'm like, thank God I'm not have to sit through this shit. Hmm. But uh, but they but I didn't realize that that Bram Stoker was really the one because the Cliff Notes. Thank God they there's like a summarization of the like three pair three chapters at a time, and then a, a summarization uh-huh. of those chapters. And in the summarization, I learned that he established those rules for vampires. It was Bram Stoker's Dracula that said, like, they have to be invited in. They can be killed with a wooden Mm -hmm. stake. They can transform Mm -hmm. into bats or into mists and or Uh wolves, which seems like a real slap in the face of a werewolf. You know, you're a werewolf and you're miserable because once a month, you know, you're going to be once every full moon, you're going to become a wolf. And then Dracula's just like, Uh I'd be a wolf whenever I want. And then I don't have to kill people. I'll just turn back into this weird dude. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he yeah, established I those I rules, understood. which I did not know. Okay. Yeah. I never understood, uh, the relation between, uh, vampires and werewolves, but there's definitely some sort of connection. Vampires can be a wolf sometimes if they want to. Werewolves are just burdened. Werewolves are just like, werewolves are just like a guy who's like, ah, uh, Werewolf, where I, the best I can the best, they look. It seems like being a werewolf is like a. That's what would happen if a guy got their period. That's how. <laughs> that's how. That's how misunderstood the female form is by men. Oh, is that funny. like I think the story of werewolves came up because they it was like trying to understand women that have periods. Like I'm probably just turn into a wolf and have to eat somebody. Like, actually, no. Maybe you just handle your shit. I think werewolves are a misogynistic creation of men. That makes sense. Yeah. New theory. Put it out there. Dude, I rewatched American Werewolf in London. I watched it twice in in a couple of weeks. Dude, that movie's so fucking good. Great movie. Just, I mean, we've talked about it. I don't have to talk about it more. Funny. Scary. The way a movie should end. Yeah. His friend is genuinely funny. Whoever that actor was, uh, the, his buddy yeah. who who got it there very beginning, like yeah. that dude's funny. Just well paced, <laughs> moves along, and then it ends, and you're like, "That's the end." And the movie's like, "Yes, it is." I watched. Right. That's a problem of so many horror. We watched Hereditary last night, and uh, I don't know if that's a good movie or not. Three quarters of the movie, I was like, "This is scary," and it's building tension, which is like so many horror movies. They know how to uh-huh. make it visually scary. And, oh, this yeah. relationship's scary. But then they don't know how to end it. They don't know how to land it. And this one was just, 
I mm-hmm. like by the last quarter of the movie, I'm like, I think this movie's stupid. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I saw that, but I don't remember anything about it other than is that the one with the little girl looked like uh, she she had bags on her eyes, she had a haggard. We old were woman talking face. about that. That girl, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to body shame, but she looked like mm-hmm. she was haggard. She looked like an eighty year old woman. I'm assuming that was on purpose. I like they're not some not of just the actress some has some sort of some of it. Mm. I was watching uh, last night. I watched the original "The Hills Have Eyes" with uh, dude. that dude, that dude who bless his heart, but he looks you know you know I'm talking about the guy who's got who's all jacked up in the face, and uh, I he actually I, mean, I was watching up. the uh, Joe Bob. Joe Bob Briggs uh, presentation of that. And then in between, in between acts, you know, Joe Bob does his thing. Uh, but he interviewed that guy. I forgot. Michael somebody. Anyway, oh, yeah, that poor dude, this he, dude. Yeah, he was uh, he was a preemie. He was born very premature. And uh, that had a lot to do with uh, the way his his bone structure and his facial structure and all that. It's all jacked up. And also one of the side effects there, he's got some condition. I forgot the name of it, but it's basically uh, the condition of when you're born very prematurely. But one of the side effects to that condition, which he has, he suffers from, he has no sweat glands, no sweat glands. How weird is that? Um, I'm trying to find his name right now. The big bald guy, my favorite, yeah. uh, you know, I know I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I've loved him in uh, mm-hmm. Weird Science. Yeah, yeah, in Weird Science. That's one of the weird manifested uh, uh, Mad Max type creatures that came to destroy the party. Mm-hmm. I should try that one. I told what we talked about. I watched uh, we watched House on the Haunted Hill, and it's kind of just silly and fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, shit, what were we doing? Answering questions? What was the question? Michael... Michael Berryman is that guy's name. Michael Berryman. That actor. Okay. Michael Berryman. He's also in uh, The Devil's Rejects. He's, he's in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, God, what an unfortunate looking human being. Bless his heart. But uh, he's he's got a good attitude about it. Like, <laughs> I mean, he didn't, he basically implied this, but he was just like, yeah, my weird fucking face made me famous. <laughs> Gave me a career at least. So good for him. What did we, what was the question? Can you drown a vampire? Oh, yeah, we didn't answer that at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the answer. No. No, they're immortal unless killed by uh, sunlight or a wooden stake through the heart. And, okay. and according to Bram Stoker, wooden stake through the heart and you have to cut off their head. So, uh, according to Bram Stoker, who apparently established the rules going forth, no, you cannot drown a vampire. You can, you'll think you will, and it'll just be like, oh, it'll turn into mist, which is another form of water, so of course not. <laughs> mist ain't nothing but water. Mist ain't nothing but water, dog. All right, what do we got? All right. Well, thanks, Brendan. There we go. We, we cleared that up. <laughs> what do we got? Let's see here. Uh, Sam Cosb. Which Friday the Thirteenth movie is the best? Which is the worst? And why is the answer to both? Jason, I, I I'm really bad. Jason X, I'm really bad at Roman numerals. What's X? Jason X is the uh, the one where Jason's fully nude. 
And uh, uh-huh. oh, is he? No, I'm just. I haven't seen playing that. on the X thing. Oh, that's Jason. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know what? I did. I really did fall oh, out of. I fell out of the Friday Thirteenth franchise, not because I was put off from it, but just you know, eventually you're like, I know these movies. Yeah, and uh, God, I will. I will say that phones and this and that really took me away from sitting and watching movies. Oh man, so, you gotta you gotta get into it. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, if you ever watched a movie, you should do that. I mean, I've been doing uh, it more lately. But as far as like, I'll watch a movie at home, but then you're distracted or like, oh, I'm finally I finally have time to sit and watch a movie. Am I gonna watch uh-huh. a Friday the Thirteenth or am I gonna watch something that everybody's talking about? That's like some because like I'll watch a movie maybe once every even in a good time, once every two months or so or two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday, the, uh, which one is 10? Oh, is that 10? Oh. X? Is X 10? Is X what I'm is, asking? X is 10. Yeah. Okay. But even though this is Jason X, so that's, it's not like it's Friday the 13th, the 10th. Anyway, uh, I've only seen about four or five of them. I've seen the first three, and then I think I saw Jason Takes Manhattan or something. Uh, I like that third one. Okay, mm-hmm. here's, here's a little trivia that I've, I watch, I've watched the first three uh, this last month I've, uh, during my tear, during my Halloween uh, tear here, extravaganza. Uh, the third one is the first time we see Jason in the hockey mask. So that feels kind of uh, That's monumental. the third one? Yeah. He wouldn't the wear first a one, we don't see Jason. One? First one, we don't see Jason at all, except for the creepy little uh, zombie boy that jumps out of the lake and grabs the lady in the canoe. But we don't see... Uh, his mom did all the killing in the first one. And the second one, we see Jason, but he's wearing like a burlap sack as a mask. That is... Okay. Just wearing a... Like a old school precursor to the to the clan hood. Uh, so the third one is the first time we see the hockey mask. Really? Which one has uh, Corey Feldman in it? That's the fourth one, right? I think so. I think he's in a couple. I think I feel like he shows up in a couple of those. I am. So, I'm a fan of the franchise without really knowing any of the details. I just like him as a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just think good job. He stabbed uh, Kevin Bacon back in 1980. Yeah. Yeah. Stabbed him right through the neck. Is there like? Is there like a? a uh, well, I mean, I guess that's a get out and everything. But I'm thinking like more like socially charged horror movies. Like my buddy was telling me, and this is stuff I'm sure it made, it's probably common knowledge for like horror movie fans and everything, but like how Godzilla was about the horrors of nuclear power. Like, you know, Godzilla was mm-hmm. created by nuclear. Uh, like something like, like um, Return of the Living Dead was a, uh, was a, uh, had a thing. Yeah. I was about to say, I think George Romero is a, is a big advocate of, of doing just that. I think he always tries to put some sort of social commentary beyond just the gore and and the carnage, you know? Sorry to shit on the importance of that. I'd be like, Oh, there's a thing to that. Well, Uh, anyway, we can't drown a vampire Friday the 13th. What was that question? Which, why is the 10? I watched 10. I watched 10 tonight. Okay, yeah, uh, Sam Cosb thinks that 10 is the best and the worst. 
So it's kind of defines, yeah, I'll the, check whole, that out defines the whole series. Man, I watched a movie uh, a couple nights ago. You ever seen Maniac? I, I think I'm just I called saw the Maniac. Thumbnail passing by it. What's that one about? Dude, pretty good. Uh, set in uh, New York. Uh, I think it was. I think it was made in like 1980. Yeah. And just this, um, just this loner, this like 40 year old weirdo, um, got mommy issues and just killing a bunch of prostitutes and a bunch every woman he can get his hands on. Uh, but it's it's really it, it's it's worth watching just because it really captures that like gritty '80s like New York, you know. And uh, I don't know, just uh, not not an easy watch. Like some of the gore, and you know, it's the whole premise is basically violence against women, which I know that's that's the other thing with horror movies too. Like a lot of them <laughs> don't age well, especially uh, no. with everything that's been going on in the last ten years or so. As far as social stuff, but uh, I feel like I feel like it kind of get it should or at least most of them should get a pass anyway. Because I don't know, they're horror movies. You you know, going in, it's not like a Oscar winning drama that has some horrible message I, to it. I like, would, you know, it's weird and, and crappy anyway. No, the, especially the eighties, where like the idea of comedy was definitely punching down, and nobody. Well, I'm not going to say nobody, but people that were making these things didn't know better. I was joking with Bronger today when we taped, uh, we did a Hey Girl, and we were joking about like, imagine like the like the 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 discount bin DVDs that you could still get at a truck stop, and like the worst combo yeah. you could get, I would say, is just one of the guys and Soul Man. Now I I remember just one of the guys that we was, all uh, remember I just that. one of the guys, which you which you'd think would be a progressive. Moment for a young man in the eighties. We're like, ah, oh, yeah. I know it's a lady, but now she's a dude. But now this dude has like the best boobs I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Soul Man was. Um, I always, uh, I always got confused with Matt Dillon. I'm glad that guy huh. still got a career. He's good. He's funny. He could be yeah. serious. Him and the him and the guy who uh, the guy from Goonies, the older brother from Goonies, who's around a bunch. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, he's a big. I mean, starred in uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, he was in No he's, Country he's, from Old Men, yeah. and uh, glad those George guys. Made. But who? C. Thomas yeah. Howell. C. Thomas Howell mm-hmm. was the guy of the Rat Pack of of um, the Outsiders, which was basically. Uh-huh. Just a, a leaflet for here's all your superstars for the next twelve years. Yeah, like the Outsiders had everybody. And yeah, see Thomas yeah. Howell, who was Pony Boy, and they all and also I would say Red Dawn was also a good template for like here's Ooh. here's a cast of of superstars. Red Dawn loved it so much. Most violent movie ever made up to that point, I guess. And it was either that or yeah. RoboCop. But anyway, see Thomas Howell. Uh, realized he would have a better chance of getting a scholarship for college if he was black. So he's just him in blackface at college. <laughs> Called Soul Man. <laughs> that's that's the premise of Soul Man. <laughs> that's 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 the premise. Oh wow! So you do just one of the guys and Soul Man as a double feature Jeez. here in Portland. I'm going to do that as a drive-in movie feature. And see, <laughs> just, just, let's just see, let's just see. 
Let's just see how bad that goes over. Let's see if somebody lights fire to the screen. If I got you. you remember in uh, just one of the guys, uh, the younger brother, who was such a horny little weirdo, and uh, his room was just literally, the whole room was collaged with, with tits and ass. Yeah. And this kid's like 14, living at home. I always wondered why mom and dad allowed that. Dude, literally wall to wall pornography in my son's bedroom. There was, I, when I was a a kid, we visited my cousin, uh, Steven Moresca, the Moresca way on Instagram. He's a personal trainer. He's the most positive man I've ever met. I told you about that guy. Broke his uh his neck surfing, was supposed to never. One of the last things I did before moving to Oregon uh, a month ago. We went out to the beach. We were like skateboarding on the boardwalk. He's like, yeah, we're going to skate up to the place where I snapped my neck, bro. Fucking oh just 53. 53 and we'll just do like it's physically capable of just doing anything you want. With also a cool wow. scar on the back of his neck where he almost was never going to walk again. Anyway, we visited their house in California when I was a kid. And I remember I was like maybe like nine or something. So he was... Well, shit, 10 years old? No, and it couldn't have been that. Is he 10 years older than me? He might. Okay, either way, we go in, and he's got like a play, uh, a Playboy Playmate thing pinned up right next to his bed. And he was probably in high school. <laughs> so I was probably like maybe seven. He was 17. But I was just like, whoa, what? Yeah. How, what are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> and his parents were like, ah, you know, 17-year-old boy. I got a stack of nudie books this high. <laughs> Dad, Daddy says that's I'm a, the best kisser he's ever met. <laughs> oh, Don't you go throw National right Lampoon that, that vacation quotes shocking. at me like I'm not going to respond with one in kind, Dave. Come on now. <laughs> that line right there always surprised me. Like, whoa, like this is a mainstream family romp. Dude, the, the original <laughs> vacation. Ooh, that is a classic film. Mm-hmm. Just stirring the cool in her hand. Yeah. Cousin Eddie's hands him. He said, you want a beer? He hands him the one he's already drinking. Uh, we we tried to watch. We watched, uh, you know, we're trying to find common ground in movies that we like. So we're like, we, we rewatched uh, Vegas Vacation. And that is a bad, Oh, man. That is a bad movie. It's There's some good. It's a bad movie, yes. But when he, when Cousin Eddie takes him to the underground casino. And he goes, he says something like, now, oh, yeah, this is different war. than the kind of casino. <laughs> yeah, and there's one, there's one booth where the guy, the, the dealer, the, the name of the game is just, guess what number yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm not going to say there wasn't moments. Yeah. But when you, let ske- when you let sketch writers make a movie, yeah, that's what you get. Oh, this scene was good because this sketch was good. But as a movie... <laughs> And I man, I like that the the dude that was in it, the the young kid who Nick who played Nick Papa Giorgio. What's his name? Uh huh. And he was in um, uh, Can't Hardly Wait, which I will I will throw down, Dave. I will throw down Can't Hardly Wait is one of the best teen coming of age movies that's ever been made. I remember that. That had uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, right? Jennifer Love Hewitt and uh, just a cast of who's who, who's that, but everybody, 
just crushing a performance in that movie. Hmm. Not a Halloween movie at yeah, all, no. but I would suggest a rewatch for anybody who in this time, if this comes out, we got a weird election coming up. We're not getting into that on this episode. But if you need just some silly, I, it might have been 2000, but I'm going to attribute it to like a late 90s uh, optimism and just a, like an innocence. I would put that movie down with the also with the movie Go. Huh. I, I never saw Go. Dave, you have an assignment tonight. Really? And it is to time travel to 20 years ago, <laughs> and it uh-huh. is to listen to 40 Ounce to Freedom. Well, after okay. you've already smoked two joints, when you get to that song, you'll be uh-huh. like, no problem, Bradley. Mission accomplished. Yeah. I want you to get the best Mexican food you can get, the best burrito you can get mm-hmm. in Long Beach. And okay. you know what? Maybe ride a bike to go get it. Yeah. Maybe yeah, get stoned, ride a bike, pick up a burrito, and watch Can't Hardly Wait or watch Go. Go ahead. Um, Timothy Oliphant, which okay. I like that dude like in anything. Him. He's looking mm-hmm. pretty rubbery in the new Fargo. I'll say that. Yeah. He eating his carrots like a weirdo. Yeah. Well, he's playing a, a Mormon bounty hunter type, but he's looking like he's gotten the yeah. work done. Hey, no offense. You're trying to stay in the scene? You're trying to stay young. I get it. But Timothy Oliphant, it's got uh, Katie uh, Katie Holmes. Okay. And whoever the fuck else. I just, as a movie, it was a real good time to me. I remember seeing the uh, the cover at the, yeah. at the video store all the time. But I never never pulled the trigger. Never watched it. I don't mean never, to take you uh, out of the Halloween vibes. That. Yeah, that's okay. I could probably use a little break. But man, I want you get I want you get a, a a beautiful burrito, a huge burrito, man, and be stone white, and just go just go to just go to like the nine, like we were saying before, the part of the late nineties that you didn't allow yourself to like because you were so locked uh-huh. into who you thought you were supposed to be. Yeah, Can't, you've seen Can't <laughs> Hardly Wait. You've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I get that one confused with, uh, and I don't know why, because the, the one I'm about to say is kind of a horror movie, but I always get Can't Hardly Wait and Idle Hands mixed up. feels like the the setting was very similar. Idle like House hands. Party. Remember Idle Hands? I remember the title. Dude. I don't remember seeing that movie, though. Oh, Jessica Alba. Oh, okay. All right. Then. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Kind of a, a, a teen horror comedy. And, like uh, Scream. Oh, you Everybody, would like. I, they tried to all capitalize on he, Scream. Yeah, but this was much funnier. This was purposely, pur- it, it's got weird and, and like a uh, little bit of sci-fi. Um, yeah, like like reanimated body parts and stuff like that. Like, remember there was one scene like a hand's talking to somebody. Somebody cut off their hand and now the hand's come to life. I think you would like Idle Hands. I think uh, that's got all the ingredients there. It's, it's got the, the 90s nostalgia. It's got the, the teen romp. But there's also a Halloween and supernatural vibe to it, and a comedy. It's it's more of a comedy than anything. I I, must, I guess, yeah. I'm gonna, but, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna yeah, s- man. Idle Idle Hands. All right, I'm I'm gonna say right now, and we gotta do a double Q and A episode for this month, Dave. Yeah, yeah, we probably we, we could do that because <laughs> we're already forty five minutes in. We've answered two questions. <laughs> we have not answered two questions. <laughs> hey, man. 
The and questions I, are just the format. Questions are just the cherry on top. We're the ice cream, baby. I like that. Hey, John Paul J.P. Jeep Smiley asks, what specific candy have you eaten the most of? Oh, oh that's easy. Really? That's easy. Really? Yeah, easy. Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Yeah. Really? I've, I've been, Kit Kat's been number one on my list for 20 years. Yeah, I'm a Kit Kat guy. That's number one. No, not even close. And it's, uh, oh boy, I, I try not to. You break it up in a package first, or do you wait to get your hands all dirty? No, I like to get my hands all dirty. I resent a Kit Kat for that very purpose. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, hey, we made candy, but we didn't make it all the way. You do some of the work. Fuck yourself. Nah, man. The uh, the combination of the of the quality of the chocolate mixed with the texture of the wafer it's superior, dude. I I hated Kit Kat commercials so much. Yeah, I get that. Because it was those all are, about like, it was like, you know, you understand ASMR, which apparently they must have tapped into early. But I also have the thing where I like people chewing or eating. Mm-hmm. Really? It's like petting a cat the, the opposite direction for me. <sighs> okay. I hate it. I hate it so much. When Kit Kat's like, oh, here's a whole commercial based on the sound of us. Don't, why? See, now you're doing it to me. (laughs) I know what you're doing, Dave. I'll hang up right now. I'll hang up right now. We will not give these people their money's worth. You're getting $3 $3 worth of your $4 donation right now. (laughs) What's candy you've eaten the most of? I know I've eaten pizza into the microphone on purpose on this podcast. Don't even try to start pointing out the hypocrisy. Um, I would say my favorite candy and candy, um, sour, sour gummy bears. Yeah. Yeah. I've never met anybody who loved those the way you do. You like those, you like the Sour Patch Kids? Ate them last night. We got Halloween candy. We'll see if it makes it to Halloween. Yeah. I'm not a chocolate. I like, I like gummy fruit and Uh a sour element to it. Well, see, I divide them up into two categories. You got your your chocolate stuff, and then you got your confectioner, your your fruity, silly stuff. That's a confectioner. So, uh, is that? I don't know. Yeah, I always thought like confection meant like, you know, confectioner sugar, silly fig- fruity stuff. I was figuring confectioner yeah. was one making the chocolate and kind of more baked and crafted goods. I always thought like gummy things just came from a, a laboratory. Yeah. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but just in my mind, whatever you want to call it, there's a clear divide between your candy bars, your and, and not just bars, but M and M's, you know, anything chocolate based, you know, that's in its whole other category than anything that's artificially fruit based. Would you gummies? Eat, do you and like Smarties sk- do you like Starburst? I do like Skittles. I like the tropical, the, the best, okay. the blue bag, the light blue bag. Would you eat a candy bar that's just a, a long Skittle? No, because I feel like part of the appeal of the Skittle is the is the popability factor. Popability. The small pellets. Popability. Yeah, pop, popability. Pop that shit in your mouth. <laughs> I don't a, want to take a big that old. That sounds like hunk. some. That sounds like an assessment on a on a, a sperm count test. What's my popability, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I ain't ever gonna be a papa. I got no papa ability. My count's real low. I got no papa ability. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to need a long skittle? <laughs> <laughs> What about, well, 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 okay, what about an airhead? You ever eat an airhead? Uh, the true, good point, good point. If you had an airhead, but what about like a crunchy candy coating on an airhead? What if airhead was like, we got a crunchy candy coating? People would be like, oh, shit, that's great. But then you you market long Skittles and people are like, gross. Oh boy! Oh man! Oh fuck! You there? Oh yeah, man! Of oh. course I'm here. Okay, my fucking ear pods popping out. Oh man! Dude, would you, you know? Ever? You know, like sometimes when you get high, you know, sometimes when you smoke, and then there's that one cough or that one toke that like that changes everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you go from like, hey, like you're cruising along and then now you're speeding. That that just happened. Yeah, it's like where you're, what, right when you're at the really beach and you're walking out into the water and all of a sudden there's a weird ledge and you're like, I don't want to swim this much. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the deep end now, Kyle. What if, oh, Dave, what if you, assuming that all candy melts to some extent so you'd have it in a pan. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Ooh, okay, I like what you're doing here. What candy would you like? Smoke a Snicker bar? I think that would probably be great, right? All right, Dave, peanuts the, this, already this in there. list of assignments I've given you for tonight uh-huh. is pretty yeah. high. I understand. Got a lot to do. <laughs> I understand if you don't get to all of them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll smoke a fucking Snickers. <laughs> well, I'd have to cold smoke it. I cold, cold smoke, smoke a Girl. Snickers. That almost Fucking sounds racist. Get. That sounds. That does sound like you're gonna kill a black guy. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, oh man, you just gave me a headache. Oh. Fuck. You know what happened to Dave last night? Cold smoke the Snickers. Wait, what did you say? Excuse me. Excuse me? He's a hothead. <laughs> hey, you know Dave oh, gets man. upset. That's not my word. That's their word they use. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, shut up. It's the best episode oh, we've ever made. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Anyway, what were you saying? You got me all horned up with your cooking of the candy here. <laughs> Sorry to get you rocked up. Gonna, what are we gonna saute some Skittles? Got, you, got you rocked up with garlic and smoke of Snickers. Who, 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 who am I? Who am I? Ed Norton, oh, American man. History X? What am I doing to you here right now? <laughs> I would, if I, I've thought about this, liquefying a gummy bear okay. and then making a mixed drink out of it. A little tequila and liquid gummy bear. Little on, on the rocks, a little oh, twist of lime, okay. that'd be good. But my question is that a gummy bear is a is a solid at room temperature. What would happen if you uh-huh. liquefy it and like what would you this is, I mean this really is a chemistry question. How would you maintain it to be liquid in a drink? That would I'm, I'm figuring it being I, cold. 
I'm thinking you'd have to puree it. Like a like a like a gummy bear smoothie. Well, would like the little bits re-adhere into a solid in the drink or what? You need a really good blender, Kyle. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's all hypothetical anyway. No, I understand. We're just jamming on thoughts. I would like, I would like that flavor liquefied. We're just having. We're just. It's like jazz, but with ideas, man. You just <laughs> change this whole podcast to call jazz ideas, man. Idea jazz. Jazz ideas. Hey, tune in to you Kyle a day for idea jazz. <laughs> fucking idiots talking you know about drinking a, gummy bears. <laughs> underrated gummy is the uh, the lifesaver gummy. You get the flavor. That's not underrated at all. It's flavors. delicious and everybody knows it. Well, I don't see enough people eating those. I don't think I've ever you seen You know why? It's because they spend they, they they spend too much time on their dumb little packaging where you gotta take one individual out at a time. It's like put them in a bag, like how people like that shit. Lifesaver gummies and I'll say um oh, God, They're in a bag. Uh, Star- you can buy a bag of those now. No, not Star Kissed. Starburst gummy. Uh, Starburst, Starburst jelly beans. Starburst jelly great. beans. That's exactly where I was going. Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. Superior. Dog, I'm just gonna Such I'm just a... gonna get ripped and go to the grocery store and buy all the candy after this. Dude, Starburst jelly beans. Holy shit. That's a that was a that was a game changing candy. Okay. Yeah. Here's really my was. here's my Patreon question for you. Everybody, listen. We're gonna do an actual Patreon episode. I, Dave, can I, can I just? I think this is just a regular episode. I think we just put out an episode tomorrow. <laughs> We've gotten to three questions. It's almost an hour in. It's okay, buddy. But people they're, took they're their getting... time. People took their time to ask us questions. We will get to the. This is a nice batch of questions, and we'll get to these eventually. All right. I think I think this is just this month's bonus, and then hey, if it takes us three or four months to work through this one batch of questions, that's fine. I think you're putting too much pressure on it, Kyle. It's not it's not the quantity; it's the quality. Yeah, well, you guys are gonna love uh, which 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 is your favorite childhood Halloween costume answer. When we're also trying to figure out how to uh, re- reload our own ammo. From the inside of a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be great. It's gonna be real relevant in <laughs> two months. Dude, we're we're a week away from that. Isn't that crazy? I don't a week to, from I don't now. Please I can I can be in a canoe gummy, with a gun. Uh, Starburst jelly beans. Game changer candy. What candy Absolutely. What candy Totally changed the game for you as a kid. Well, that definitely did because I always, I've always liked the concept of a jelly bean. But let's be honest, before Starburst came around, like the it, jelly beans, some of them were pretty fucking lame. Like they were resting on their laurels. It was a Easter lot. Like, hey, it was everybody Easter knows filler. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and Jelly like Belly, I'll say, I love that Jelly Belly also like makes gross shit. What's the point of that though? What is that, is that just them being funny? You like, don't ha-ha. like that? You don't like that Jelly Belly has like their own board game where it's just straight up Russian roulette? I don't know the board game. Or some game where it's like, all right, here's a green jelly belly. Is it a uh, tropical lime or is it a uh, phlegm? 
And somebody at Jelly Belly Labs made a phlegm-flavored Jelly Belly, and it's up to uh, you. Like, now you got a Russian roulette that. I think that's great. Nah. You know, I, I love that a, a corporation, a company was like, we're going to gross <laughs> you out. Okay. All right. If ta- I, if, yeah. If like Taco that. Bell was like, what's up, stoners? Every 100th chalupa <laughs> is just going to be filled with dick cheese. And like, <laughs> I would love a company that's like, <sighs> we're going to lose a lot of people, but then we're going to get some people that know that we party. <laughs> that we're not so cha- we're not so shackled by the idea of capitalism that we're willing to lose some as I've said before lose lose some fans to gain uh-huh. some loyalty yeah two steps oh, back for three steps forward absolutely I appreciate that I appreciate that strategy So what yeah, game? I, I like that a lot. My game, my my candy razzles. Razzles. Remember razzles? No, refresh my memory. It seems it's like candy, and then you start chewing it. All of a sudden, it turns into gum. Okay. Maybe I'll swallow this. Okay. Wait, what the fuck? It turned into gum in my mouth. It crumbles in your mouth. You chew on it like it's candy. All of a sudden, it readheres to itself, sci-fi style. Turns into gum. Huh. Okay. Gushers. I like Gushers. I like Gushers. You know which one did it for me? Um, when I was in middle school, it was the first time I learned about Zots. Do you remember Zots? I do not know of Zots. Zots, they came, they looked, basically it was like, the, it was the size and the texture of a cough drop. But... It was. It didn't taste medicinal. You know, it was just cherry or grape. Yeah. I think there was a watermelon. But in the middle, and I don't know why this was so cool, but in the middle there was this fizz, this foamy fizz, this weird little chemical jizz that would kind of erupt <laughs> in your mouth when you got to the, foamy like, fizz, you had to suck on chemical it. Chemical jizz. <laughs> You had to suck on it for like 10 minutes to kind of get down to the core. Kind of, kind of like trying to get to the Tootsie and a Tootsie Roll Pop. That, yeah. same, that same concept. But then when you finally got to that core and struck gold, there was this weird little tangy, sour, foamy ejaculation in your mouth. And you were like, wow! <laughs> and for some reason, yeah. that was fucking rad. And and also, it felt like Zots was like punk rock candy. It wasn't mainstream. You know, like you had to know a guy to get you some Zot. Not everybody, not every corner store and convenience store carried Zots. Uh, it was kind of like shit you'd find at a head shop <laughs> or a flea market. Listen, this isn't really FDA approved. I got to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And it felt, dude, that might have been it. It might have been, it might have had some distribution Issues because of the FDA. Or you had something. to cross county lines to get it. <laughs> are you guys going to get the? Are you guys going to get fireworks and gunpowder? Like, pick me up some zots, man. 
I thought that was so cool. And they came individually wrapped, and then they came in like a <laughs> if, little ropes of four. If they're next to each other, like a, that's dangerous. <laughs> it's like C4. <laughs> you can't really package it together. Yeah. That, that, I think that added to the mystique of like, oh, these can't touch each other. Like it needs its own little package. But then they would come, usually you'd buy them in a little link of four. And uh, man, Zots were pretty dope. And also pretty homoerotic now that I think about it. I mean, but again, like, you know, you're eating Zots, you're watching just one of the guys. And Uh uh, clearly it didn't work because the 80s were filled with toxic masculinity. So clearly even these subtle efforts didn't work, which is why we have to have legislation to counteract these things. All All the subtle efforts were ineffective. You remember when you started eating adult candy? And you remember the first time you had like a payday bar or something? Yeah, okay. <laughs> payday bar. I felt like a, me, like, I feel like a, a pay, I feel like a, like a prosecutor would eat a payday bar. Yeah. Well, the payday bar was when that was me trying to eat healthy. <laughs> like I'll just before baseball practice, <laughs> I'll get a payday. It's like a cliff bar. Uh, uh Dave's going to do 17 and a half push-ups and house a payday bar real quick. Get ready for the game. <laughs> Seriously, that was like, this is the least <laughs> trashy candy bar I could have. <laughs> Look at Dave over there with a Gatorade and a Nature's Path acting like, he, like, like he's getting ready for a Big Ten game. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I was like, seriously, like in my mind, I was like, all right, I'm not going to enjoy this, but I'll eat this payday for my health. I remember eating a payday bar and first off feeling like I was just seeing my grandmother naked. Like what? Wait, what? What? Like a payday. All right, let me try. I'm, I'm trying candy bars. Let me try a payday bar and you see it. And it's just like, oh, this they screwed this one up. This is supposed to be covered in chocolate. I got a defective candy bar. Who this, the fuck this wants one a candy is, bar that doesn't have any chocolate? This on one it? is uh, it, without it, without even being a black. It's nuts out. Would be mm. a better name for that bar. Nuts out. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what am I eating this for? Even it's just nuts. Do you remember throwing on? It's, it's you remember- nougat nuts, naked, <laughs> being a fucking creep. Yeah. And then I ate it and I'm like, oh, I realized that chocolate is an overpowering flavor. And uh, this is a pretty sophisticated candy bar. Yeah. You remember Zero Bar? That sounds... Fucking white. Oof. It it had a silver and blue wrapper. Yes. And the I fucking remember, thing was that, white. I remember the, the wrapper. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And it wasn't like good. It wasn't like white fudge. Like I like a, I love a white fudge Oreo, but this was not that. This was a really disappointing experience. Yeah. What's next? What am I doing now? Just eating yogurt covered raisins and divorcing someone? What's the next move? <laughs> what 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 am I doing after this? Uh, cracking open my own walnuts and seeing my kids twice a month. <laughs> Oh, man, that is something I'm going to lean into when I get older is, is nuts. 
shelled nuts. <laughs> like you're uh, like you're bit about pistachios. They're great. They're delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what's that act out? Where's the money, Mendoza? <laughs> <laughs> That was a funny fucking act just out. punishing punishing them pistachios. I think if if you if if you got unshelled pistachios, they would not taste nearly as good unless you did the work yourself. And now I understand everything yeah. like a grandfather or father tried to bestow it on their child. The reward is not yeah. nearly as sweet if you didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got through three oh, questions yeah. of over a hundred. <laughs> Here's one. Okay. Because I, I got a story here I haven't told you, I don't think. Francis E. Donahue asks, you guys ever get into any mischief, um, any mischief night or devil's night shenanigans, egging, TPing, or any other typical mischief? You ever get into anything uh, in your teenage years on Halloween? I My favorite story, it's not mine, but it's my buddy... Who is always like a? I'll say this is my buddy Clay, and he's always a son of. But you ever have a friend who's like a like a rascal, but only because like he was the guy who had cheated a board game, but wanted you to know that he cheated. <laughs> like he'd win, like he'd live it up to his reputation. Like he'd win and be like, "I cheated the whole time, you fucking idiots." so therefore there was like honor like he didn't cheat to win and feel good about himself he cheated because he's like i want to see if i'll get caught if he didn't he'd be like guys come on like wanted us to be better it was almost (laughs) like a life lesson anyway i I wasn't with them but it was in like high school they were trick-or-treating it was kind of late at night like later than you should be out trick-or-treating and i guess they went to somebody's house and they're like trick-or-treating and like it's a little late. And aren't you guys a little old for this? And I guess the woman closed the door. And my buddy Clay just goes, wrong answer, bitch. And just destroyed everything <laughs> on her porch. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Just smashed off. How old all, were you? Smashed off. I wasn't there. I was there. I said, it's not my oh. story. But it was like probably like a 14 or 15 year old thing. But just the idea oh, of like man. trick or treat. Aren't you a little old? Isn't it a little late? Wrong answer, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Just smash it. What do you care, lady? Yeah, anyway, that But yeah, we always my oh. buddy my uh my my friend Amber accidentally broke my buddy Ted's nose on Halloween. I've never seen somebody with a broken nose before. So much blood. Ugh. A lot of blood. Like a spigot. Fucking bloodbath. Yeah. Anyway, which which Man. Got? Um I'll, I'll make this quick because I've already told this on the Snowbergs and I think the gravy boat. But, uh, man, when I was in ninth grade, my buddy had just gotten his license and me and him and another dude drove around all night on Halloween just wanting to get into some shit, just do some, like, just really had a boner for some mischief. Like, we were all fairly decent kids uh, any other time, any other night of the year. But we were like, this is what you do on Halloween. Yeah. So we went around and we stole about three different stop signs. Didn't never even cross my mind at the time that, hey, this someone might die because you fucking stole this stop sign. Somebody might roll through this and get T-boned. Never, never crossed my mind till years later. And then later on in the night, we drove past uh, uh, another guy's house who, who was a senior. I was a freshman. I think my buddy was a sophomore. This guy, we knew kind of, we weren't tight with him, but we knew of him. He was a senior, this guy named Craig, 
we drove past his house and he's standing out in the yard or the driveway. And for whatever reason, we had fake Tech Nine machine guns. Not <laughs> fake, but like to- toy versions. But they looked real, you know, yeah. from a distance. And me and the uh, the driver uh, was driving, and me and another guy in the back seat both had on masks, and we leaned out the the window and pointed our fake machine gun at Craig. Craig gives us a what the fuck, hops in his pickup truck, which has a gun rack with an actual deer rifle in it, <laughs> and chases us, literally chased us for like 15 minutes all over Canton, Georgia. And eventually, either we lost him or he gave up or whatever. But like 10, 15 minutes of a high-speed chase all through town. And this guy's waving his fucking deer rifle at the window. Rightfully and we're so. like, what the fuck? Yeah, rightfully so. I don't know why we thought that was a good idea. Hey, let's pretend to point a gun at this guy. Like, <laughs> fucking stupid. I mean, how Halloween's going to... If you're out, if, I mean, if you're out past 11 p.m. on Halloween, you you kind of know what kind of riffraff. Am I, am I, am I wrong? Yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah we're this out was on a, Halloween this was night. A, like 7 p.m., though. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 this guy's just bit. in his driveway, like washing his truck. And, and it wasn't even like, it'd be different if we were real tight with him and he could see our face. But no. We're going to have on mask and point a gun at this guy for no reason. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. Yeah, that was real dumb. That's about the dumbest thing I've done on Halloween. I don't know. We were always kind of fucking psychos. I can't say what's what on that. I Here's get- a good one. Carl Fisher. Uh, what would your slutty outfits for Halloween be? Slutty outfit. <laughs> I think... I don't, you got one, Dave? What, I'm, be, a, be a slutty fry cook. Just me with my gut hanging out. Super short apron. Seven, <laughs> fucking short shorts. Just, no, no, just just an apron with just a little peeker hanging down. No. <laughs> just a little what what uh, sneaking just, out the bottom. Yeah. Occasional, occasional scrotum shot. Uh I don't know. I I don't know. I I the Halloween costume. I what was um I thought I, I knew it was going to be played out, but I thought this year would have been somewhat fun. I mean, you can only fantasize, but you know, Rachel and I were like Tiger King and Carol Baskin, and then we got Helen. We got the cat. Would be a tiger. Which I know it's a played out idea. I know that costume's going to be played out as shit. Yeah, fun. but it's still a good one. It's still a good one. It'd though. be fun if you actually did have access to a real tiger, but you dressed that yeah. up like the guy, and you wore the tiger costume. I just... <laughs> I, you gotta look at a thing and then flip it, you know, and then think about yeah. what's the opposite of what's the obvious is. That's like, like like joke writing. Like, all right, here's the first three obvious funny things. What's the uh-huh. fourth thing that people haven't gotten to yet? That's what you write the joke on. Yep. That's why I was, I was joking with the on Hey Girl. Like, what about like non slutty costumes of a people that should be sluts, you know? But nobody should be a slut's derogatory, but like, you know, like a, like a com- totally non sexy Hooters waitress. Like, what are you? Oh, I'm the regional manager of several Hooters. 
And you just wear like you wear like a you wear we wear a pantsuit with a name tag with the Hooters logo on it. Oh, you get orange slacks. <laughs> yeah, orange slacks and a white blazer. Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm a regional manager for Hooters. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> but they still keep the colors right. Yeah, I, I I've always thought like really obscure shit like that would be funny too. I like I, like what are you, Dave? I'm the bass player for '90s country band Diamond Rio. <laughs> I'm 1983 Atlanta Braves shortstop Raphael Pasquel. Just some who? I don't worry about it. Listen, the costume has to be as much for you as it is for other people. Yeah. That's the catch. That's true. It has to be just as much for yourself to be like you have to be you have to be happy wearing it as much as you have to be happy people viewing it. I like it when people go real simple and it's just like I'm a banana. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then somebody's just drunk being a banana. Having the best time of their life. I was at a party uh, about 10 years ago, and uh, this didn't age well, but I dressed up as a homeless guy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and it, no. And it was pretty good, though. I wore, I had two different shoes. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, what were you? What was your like costume? My pan- a homeless guy. I was just a homeless guy. Uh, yeah, and uh, I had two different shoes, and I have like I had like a, uh, a shoestring tied around that I was wearing kind of like a... Um, uh, a sash, but it, I had threaded a roll of toilet paper through it. Yeah, you. <laughs> and, uh, but you anyway, were I, a homeless guy. That's true. That I didn't even think about that. But this was before I was actually homeless. Anyway, my one of my good buddies who went to that party with me, he was just a bumblebee. Ah, I'm a bumblebee. <laughs> it was like this big, burly, six foot dude who's <laughs> just in a puffy bumblebee costume. Just like what? Yeah, I got a costume. It's <laughs> Halloween. Let's do this. <laughs> don't get hung up don't oh, get hung man. up on the outfit let's do the t- I remember I my sister went to college in Iowa so we go out there for Halloween because it's a college town you know everything's there's no rules everybody's bonkers and I lost the group somehow and I forget what my original costume was but wound up at some house party or apartment party where I didn't know anybody but somehow wound up hanging out, and they gave me a, a child's tiger costume. Like, it was like a pullover costume. They, like, you pull over your, your body, and it's got a hood. It had a uh-huh. hood with, like, little ears on it. And it only okay. was ba- basically wore, like, a half top. And they're like, you need whiskers. I'm like, give me some whiskers. And somebody had a marker, so they drew on my nose and drew whiskers on my face. <laughs> and I was like, am I a tiger? They're like, you're a tiger. I was like, thanks, I'll see you later. And I just left the party. Am I a tiger? And I just ran down the street roaring at people. Oh, and then man. I got back, I found my way back to the apartment that we were staying at and everybody was at. And apparently right when I got there, there was about to be a fight. Because, you know, it's college. So there's some dudes that only have the switch of, like, fuck or fight. Because yeah. that's what college... There's some dudes that, like, end of the night, am I getting laid? Or am I beating the shit out of somebody? I only got two speeds. That's all I need. Yeah. One or the other. And I, I basically just burst in. I was like, roar! <laughs> right when... 
Two dudes were about to beat the shit out of each other. And everybody's like, where have you been? And I was like, the jungle. And then... <laughs> that was a... That was enough to diffuse the testosterone in the room. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh god, that's funny. Sometimes you just got to roll through life saying yes to things if they seem benign enough, you know. Oh my god! Roar! I, just, I got. I, I felt. I felt the character. The man. I felt the character. Man, that's good. That is good, man. They, I, I, can I say? I think we need to. I think we need to land this and do a double episode or something. Okay, sure. I think we do. I honestly, I think we do. I think, given given Whatever the fact that do. you asked for Halloween questions and people went out there and they asked for Halloween, I'll record tomorrow. Oh, man. that's right. I'll I didn't get, even think of that. Like normally, we could sit on these questions, but I did specifically ask for Halloween. Fuck it. We'll give you guys two bonuses this month. Or something. We'll do something. Or something. We'll do something. We'll figure it out. Give them, give, give them something. They're good people. All right, let's do one more and then land it. All right, I like that. This is a pretty good one here. Our old buddy Joel Micah Harris. By the way, I meant to post that. I'll probably post that this week. Joel's the guy, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that drew me and you as zombies. Oh, dude. He made Zombie Kyle and Zombie Dave. Yeah, those were awesome. Thank you, man. Fucking rad. Joel asks, uh, what scary movie did you watch way too young? Blue Blue Sunshine. Sunshine. Blue Sunshine fucked me up at age four. I don't know Blue Sunshine, Joel. I will put that on my list. Do you know Blue Sunshine? No, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. What scary movie did you watch way too young? I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was about nine and that scared the fuck out of me as a child i thought like because they do that little preamble by the way that's john larroquette of uh night court fame doing the the narration the voiceover up front but something about that and you know talking about i mean that basically was to a nine-year-old it was basically like this is a true story this i thought it was a documentary Mm-hmm. So with that little setup and how gritty, like visually it looked, for some reason I thought this was like I didn't even know the concept of found footage, but it, it felt like, oh, this is real. This is like a videotape somebody found. And uh man, that's whew, that scared the fuck out of me. Oh, fuck. I think um I remember watching the shining. As a child, I, I forget what age I was, but I remember I was watching on the kitchen TV, so a tiny TV. And I remember my mom, because my mom loves scary movies. And so she, like, she really did not see any harm in them because, like, they're movies. She truly, like, it's a movie, it's a scary mm-hmm. movie. And to, and to her credit, thank God. Yeah, that's a good, that's the way it should be. I feel like, like maybe there could have been a little, like, maybe not yet. But I'm glad. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm glad yeah. it was on that side as opposed to the oh, never. You can only watch Disney movies, and that's it. The world's yeah. squeaky Ugh. and clean. So I'm glad it was on that side of things. But I, I was watching The Shining when I was like maybe 11, and I I was watching it in the kitchen on the little TV, and I just remember going, The Shining. Oh, that one's a scary one. Good night. 
And then she just turned off the yeah. lights and went to bed. Wow. Like when your mom is like, that one's going to fuck you up. <laughs> and then leaves you alone with it. There was that. And for some reason, I would watch. We had like a finished basement that kind of fell into disrepair. So it was already a very haunted. We had like, there was a bar, like a, a tall bar in the basement. Like a high top bar, you know? Nice. And it was like in the 70s, our basement was the shit. And then my parents had kids and the idea of entertaining guests kind of fell out. Oh. And so it all fell into, but the bar, the bar is still down there to this day. But uh, so that was what the basement was like a disrepaired uh, or like, you know, kind of like falling apart 70s vibe. So in the 80s, I was down there as like a 10 year old watching scary movies on a ca- on cable nice. TV, full package cable that we had at, far, nice. at that far too early of an age. Mm-hmm. But of all the movies that I watched, for some reason, Night of the Demons stuck with me. Really? I think it's because there was like boobs in it. So boobs are burnt. The first boobs you see are burned into your memory. Uh huh. As a young man. But then it was also scary. So it was like one of those things where I associated like really scary movies with always at some point having boobs in them. So then I would watch scare. I would like be terrified, hoping there'd be boobs. But it was, it was like such a weird, like motivating factor of like, oh, I fucking hate this. God, this is so scary. I'm gonna have nightmare. And then, and then if there wasn't boobs, I'm like, oh, I'm just terrified now. Yeah. But I yeah. always thought, like, I always associated <laughs> with like a brief glimpsing, a uh, glimpse of boobs. So I'd watch all these scary movies, hoping there's boobs, and then I just wind up watching a lot of scary movies. Yeah, that's that was me with USA Up All Night. I always thought, surely there's going to be some boobs in this. It never dawned on me, like, hey, idiot, this is on basic cable USA. Oh, but the USA, Probably not USA in the boobs. 80s was definitely the closest you were going to get. Yeah, you get close, but... Dude, you know what's crazy? Talking about seeing your first pair of boobs. And I don't know, maybe I'm just connecting these dots, I'm forcing the connection here, but it's ironic that you brought up just one of the guys. That might be the first set of boobs I ever saw on TV. What about an airplane? See, I didn't see that till later, till my teenage years. Oh, okay, okay. It was like it was yeah, like, I didn't see airplane as a kid. There was this component of like again, seventies and eighties movies. Like no matter what it is, you gotta have some boobs in it. And yeah, and and now I'm always very reluctant to make this comment, but like because now I'm forty three, mm-hmm. and I know that actress was playing a high schooler, so I'm hoping she was a little older. But oh, those were. <laughs> Those were great boobs. If you want to be able to continue your life, do not look into the legitimacy of how things were created back in the day. Yeah. You are not going to be happy with that exploration. But that's a heck of a uh, first set of boobs to see. uh, Bless her heart. Mm, I'll say that much. I'll agree. Well... We've answered four IMDb questions. IMDb her. Make sure, make sure she's not 17 when they film that. Uh, 
Directed, no, wait, directed by a woman. Directed by oh, Lisa yeah? Gottlieb, just one of the guys. Oh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't, um, wasn't Johnny Lawrence in that? William Zabka? I think he was in that movie, too. Played yeah. pretty much the exact same character he played in Karate Kid. <clears throat> well, that's the thing. He got stuck playing that guy all the time. I remember that movie, he was always eating an apple for some reason. And I used to think, oh, okay, you want to be like, a big, it. tough, strong guy. Zabka's in it. Mm-hmm. Terry Griffith played the lead. Oh, no, that was her name. No, no, no. Joyce Heiser. Joyce Heiser is. Or in 1957, she was. Uh, oh, yeah. Good, good. good on about that 28. 20, okay. All right. Good. Yeah. I feel better now. That's crazy, too. That happened so much in the 80s, where a 28-year-old would play a 17-year-old. Well, the film wasn't as uh, crisp, you know? But she did. She's she's (laughs) dipping in and out of the uh, business a little bit. Good for her. Well, what do you say, Dave? Should we just should we just throw it out on another episode? We'll just yeah, we'll do another one. We'll do another one. I'll do another one. Or maybe we'll got, do another one and going on. Yeah. Well yeah, we'll figure it out one way or the other. You'll get these questions yeah, will be answered. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just do we'll do another. You'll just do another one uh, same time tomorrow? Yeah, well we, they don't have to hear that. <laughs> but I'm giving a little little peek behind the curtain. Yeah, same time tomorrow, everybody. Hey, stay tuned for same time tomorrow. <laughs> Special guest Joyce Heiser of Just One of the Guys. Oh boy, God, I promise that. Yeah that that had a that had a significant impact on me. Well, yeah. we know what you're going to do tonight. You're not you're gonna, not going to follow any of my assignments, which is big burrito. <laughs> uh, uh, watch watch go or that they can't hardly wait and listen to uh-huh. Forty Ounce to Freedom by Sublime. And uh, then and then I'll we'll do, talk I'll... tomorrow about it. And then we'll talk tomorrow about it. Oh, now I do have homework. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll hey, see. guys, don't worry. This is going to be homework you like to do. What's that, said Dave. I don't know. Eat a big burrito. <laughs> Listen to some rock and roll. <laughs> I'm a A student. <laughs> Crunch. All right. I said we, I said we check out and give them, give them uh, a double dose. All right. Halloween, Halloween movies, horror movies are all about sequels. We're giving you a sequel to this episode. <laughs> there you go. Cool. And I'll tell you about some of the crazy movies I've watched this week. I've watched some good ones. I like I told you about a couple, but I got some more for you. Um, patrons, thank you so much. Appreciate the fucking shit out of you guys. Tell a friend. Spread the word. You guys uh, stay safe. Stay sane. Stay healthy. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hell yeah. The Boogie Monster.
Network.